And welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Voodoo Rumor Tower, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Papa Newt of PapaNewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjurman Ali of TheConjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we'll be joined by a special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, Miss Michael of HoodooFoundry.com in Willits, California, bringing us today's topic on overcoming obstacles to successful prayer and meditation. Afterwards, they'll take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divine and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and call to the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Ms. Cat and Conjure Ali. Ms. Cat. Hi. Nice to hear your voice. I've been away from our tech meetings and haven't been able to hear your happy voice, Papa oh. News. Uh, <laughs> um, I've been out um, teaching apprentices, and um, we have our tech team meetings so once a week, Papa Newt and uh, Lady Muse and Miss Michael and a few others of us get together, and we we write web pages for AIR, the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers. But I've been so busy. So tell me, Papa Newt, how are things in lovely Nebraska? Um, it's been busy here since I've been um, at a commission for a couple of weeks uh, since I had to have a little surgery. Um, it's just getting back on top of everything and getting caught up. So. Well, I remember you. Yes, I knew you were going in for that surgery. You're on the road to recovery now? Yes, yes, I am. I have a, a checkup tomorrow, and I think all is well. I'm back to walking, and uh, yeah, it's it's oh, great. Oh, good. Oh, that's really yeah. good. I'm so glad. I I was, you know, it was concerning, and and I'm yeah. very, very glad you're back to walking again. Absolutely. Uh, hold on to that superpower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. So I take it while you've had the surgery and all, have you been doing a lot of reading and root work, or have you been kind of uh, just recuperating? I, I I did take uh, some time off from doing readings because um, I, I knew the recovery process was going to take a bit. But um, I think it was very important because that recovery time had a lot of um, reflection and a lot of um, spirits of, of old that had to visit. So that was a very interesting couple of weeks after <laughs> the operation. So, uh, well, but I'm, I'm back to doing readings now. Oh, good. All right. So y'all, y'all. Papa Newt took a little break there while he had his foot surgery, but he is walking, talking, reading, writing, and root working again. All right? So if you all need a a reading in Nebraska or if you all need a reading by phone, um, he's your man, and a good man he is. I'm glad to know you're doing better. All right. Well, I can tell you what I've been up to. As I just mentioned, I have been teaching apprentices. We had a... Um, our second apprenticeship week of the year, I usually do two per year, some years one, some years three, but this was a, a two apprenticeship year, 
and it was week one, herbs and candles and special washes and waters. So we had a wonderful time. Uh, two people graduated from the apprenticeship program. One was um, Holly Winsong Glozer, and the other one was Rowena Danielle Sparks. So they are not only graduates of my Hoodoo Root Work Correspondence course, they are now graduates of my apprenticeship and well-trained, well-able to serve others. I got some um, interesting news, which is that um, Holly may be, um, you know, settling down into the groove. She's been a reader almost as long as I've known her, which is, well, going back many, many years. Not as long as I've known her. I think she was four years old when I met her. But she's been a reader at least since her late teens. And um, so she's been reading professionally off and on and reading at psychic fairs. But she may be uh, setting up to do uh, readings on a regular basis. She's very good. She knows the stuff, and now she's also graduated from the apprenticeship. She's worked at Lucky Mojo at shop off and on, and, and she comes highly recommended. Uh, so that is where we're at now. We will have the next um, apprenticeship will probably be in next year, and we'll let people know about it. By November, we'll have a date scheduled for it. So what we did was we had the herb lecture, talked about herbs, and then um, packaged and harvested herbs, and um, it was a lot of fun. We did that for two days. Then we did candles for two days, um, candle history lecture and then dressing and and labeling candles. And then we did special washes and waters, which is a a kind of a catch-all. The name, actually, the first time anyone ever asked me, where did that name, special washes and waters, come from? It comes from an old catalog that I had that had lists of, you know, herbs and roots, you know, um, perfumes, oils, blah, blah, blah. And then it said special washes and waters. And so I just took that name. But the name, special washes and waters, really is about four different types of products. Those that are water-based, those that are alcohol-based, those that are soap, liquid soap of one type or another, and uh, those that are oil-based but not an oil in and of themselves. In other words, it might be an oil and water combination, oil and alcohol combination, uh, or such such things. And those are the special washes and waters. So we made a bunch of them. Of course, the most prominent being Chinese wash, but we made a bunch of other ones. We made orange water and all kinds of things. So that's how I spent my week. Now, um, I take it that... Um, Contraband Ali has not showed up yet. No. Is that correct? He's not here. Well, hmm, gee whiz. So, um, and I see in the chat room, it says, Papa Newt, want to do Contraband Ali's readings and root work? And Papa Newt says, I have to see if I have my cards here or if I left them at the store looking now. (laughs) Okay. Well, if, if Papa Newt has no cards to read... Um, we may pick someone else from the um, from the you know there's people here in the in the uh, chat who are also readers and workers and we'll find out. But in the meantime, I'm going to um, bring in Miss Michael. Actually, before we do that, you know, just to be um, uh, pretty straight up about it. Let me ask, who else in the chat room does readings? Dr. Sweets does readings, I know. Um, hmm. And, um, hmm, I'm looking. Um, 
that's the only other one I know who does readings. At, um, oh, Luminaria, Luminaria Star is in there too. Yeah, it, her her um, her icon is so dark I couldn't see it at first. <laughs> I'm looking in the in the blog talk radio chat log. So Papa Newt, did you find your cards? Uh, not yet, but I might have an alternative, a deck I haven't used for a while, but um, I think this will work. Okay, you want to go? You want to go then? All right, we we'll give Papa Newt the, the the shot. All right, so Papa Newt, you're going to be um, taking Conjurman Ollie's place. If you have the rundown, um, you'll understand yeah. where that would be. Uh, you're going to be in segment eight, okay? <laughs> and segment twelve. I bet y'all didn't know who listened to this show. It's all kind of planned out, um, and uh, well, you know. People who listen to a show like this often don't know what we're improvising. Okay, so um, maybe next time for Luminary or Dr. Sweets. Next time Contrabanali doesn't show up. <laughs> so um, let's let's um, bring in Miss Michael. She's our guest. Hello, Miss Michael. How are you? Hello, Miss Cat. I'm fine and dandy. Okay. And, um, just up to my usual kittenish self, pretty much. Uh, no, it's yeah, Miss Michael, the kittenish one. That's her special yeah. superpower, is kittenishness. Um, uh-huh. Well, I'm going to give you a little bit of an intro for those who this is their first show listening, and you know, there's always someone that's their first show listening. Miss um, Michael has been um, a friend of ours and a reader and a root worker for years and years. And she is um, one of the stalwarts of the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers. She has her own uh, chapel, a spiritual chapel, Caroline Dye Memorial Chapel. She's been a guest on the show many times, and she has uh, taught workshops at the Hoodoo Heritage Festivals, and she is the co-author of one of our more popular books, Hoodoo Bible Magic, which she co-authored with um, Professor Charles Porterfield. And I, a little birdie told me she may be writing another book, and which is great news. And Miss um, Michael lives in Willits, California. She's available for readings. She's available for root work. And uh, she is an eclectic, I would say. So welcome, Miss Michael. The topic that you have brought us is Overcoming Obstacles to Successful Prayer and Meditation. So as mm-hmm. usual, I'm going to introduce this topic just briefly. What do we mean by successful prayer and meditation? Well, prayer, I think everybody pretty much knows what it is, although just a couple of days ago I was surprised in the Lucky Mojo Forum, somebody who apparently used uh, English as a second language, actually didn't know what a prayer was, didn't know the difference between a prayer, a spoken petition, and a petition paper, and thought you had to write your prayer out, which was interesting. And so I went through a little description, and it got it in the top of my mind. A prayer is um, comes in various forms. There are affirmative prayers. There are prayers of supplication or petition. There are prayers of intercession where you ask a spirit to help you. And there are many there are prayers of praise to the deity. Um, 
there are prayers of, you know, desperation. One of my ex-husbands always said, you know, the most commonly spoken prayer. And I said, no, what is it? He goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's the most <laughs> commonly spoken prayer, he said. And I said, what are they calling upon? He goes, the spirit of sex, which they might not have again because they're about to die. <laughs> eh. It's a very, it was a profound thing to say, you know. Um, so that's, but successful prayer means prayers that are answered. Not all prayers are answered, but a successful prayer is one where you feel the deity inclining toward you, inclining an ear, a listening ear, inclining uh, a hand of grace toward you, and maybe all your wishes come true and your dreams come true. That's a successful prayer. Meditation is something a little different. Meditation is looking within yourself and looking Within the universe, there are many schools and forms, types, and methods of meditation. There's one-pointed meditation. There's universal meditation. Meditation usually implies quietude. Prayer does not, because another form of prayer is the exhortatory prayer, where you stand up there and you say, all you know in your heart, you're going to hell. That's a prayer. I mean, there's a prayer involved with it. Jesus, kill them now. That's an exhortatory prayer. So, um, but a meditation is usually quiet. So, what are the obstacles to successful prayer and meditation? Usually yourself. Usually those are your obstacles. And now, having said that, I'm going to turn this over to Ms. Michael, who's going to talk about overcoming obstacles to successful prayer and meditation. So take it away, Ms. Michael. Yeah. So, uh, back when uh, C. Alexander was alive and and, uh, shepherding people and and doing stage magic. Um, What people meant by meditation in the USA and in the West was uh, more of a meditation, a guided meditation on religious themes. Uh Um, I'm having, can you stop for a moment? I can't hear Miss Michael. I'm hearing burbly sound. Is anyone else? Just type in the chat room. Can you hear her? Nobody's typing. Um, her sound to me is like just all broken up. Anybody can hear her well? I can, I can hear, hear her, her. Okay, then keep on going. I'm so sorry that I'm having problems okay. with my phone all line, right. and I may need to call back in. Go ahead and talk. I'm sorry. Okay, all right. Uh, so what people meant in the West was uh, uh, meditations were often written out in books. And it was, uh, you know, basically guided thought on spiritual or religious themes and not uh, the Hindu and Buddhist techniques that we now call meditation. Um, so now that that definition, so that's why when Christ, when uh, C. Alexander started his organization, his prayer organization. He didn't call it the medita- any kind of meditation league. He called it the Crystal Silence League because mm-hmm. the idea of silencing meditation was unfamiliar then. Mm-hmm. Um, so, there are, many people have uh, given up on meditations before they get properly started because of a number of obstacles. They just don't have any attention span. And they've heard uh, they've heard vaguely of one-pointed meditation where you're supposed to empty your mind and concentrate on one mental object, and they just can't, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people who do guided meditations 
are stymied by the word visualize, as in visualize uh, a beach, you know, mm-hmm. a calm, silent beach. And they just visualizing is just very difficult for some people. Uh, obstacles to prayer include low self-esteem, I don't deserve anything, low faith, how real is this anyway? Um, and uh, those are the principal ones. Those are the principal mm-hmm. ones. Now, short attention span. Okay, uh, I was going to say something about, can I just jump in on visualization? Yes, please. Um, you know, it's funny, um, in the chat log, um uh, Nagashiva um, said visualization is a skill. No, it's not. It is. It's No? No. No. Born with it, can't okay. even get rid of mm-hmm. it. It's going on mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. So, so again, these things, don't make yourself feel bad. If it's a, you think it's a skill you have to develop, um, I'm telling you, I cannot hit a baseball with a bat. Never have been able to. I never have successfully hit a baseball with a bat, ever. But yep. um, people say, oh, it's a skill, you'll get it. Nope, don't have it. So yeah, visualization for me is 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 native to me. It's it's a mm-hmm. gift. Yeah. Go ahead. I'll anyway. get to that in a minute. Now okay. short attention span, that's something I've had a, had problems with all my life. Um and it's not because I'm it's not always because I'm easily bored, it's because everything is interesting. Um mm-hmm. but I'm, you know, if the more time I spend on social media and reading pages on the internet, the more resistant I get to sustained narratives, even novels. So if you're having trouble uh, with your attention span and you get too easily frustrated, just step back from st- um, social media for a while, except you know if, if you're working, and uh, start reading books and articles which require a little mm-hmm. more attention. Start with stuff that fascinates you. Start with books that grab you and pull you in. Don't make it any harder mm-hmm. than it has to be. And if you're still struggling, get assessed. Ask your doctor or your uh, psycho- psychologist about an ADD assessment. Uh, but also, now I asked my doctor for one and explained mm-hmm. because I was so distractible, that's why. Um and she said, well, from your descriptions, I don't hear ADD. I hear anxiety and depression, and that can play a hob with your attention and your memory. Mm-hmm. So your doctor might say that instead, and it's probably going to be valid, and you should get help for that. Mm-hmm. All right, so those are the two biggest ways to deal with a short attention span. And, uh, you know, meditation doesn't have to be for hours from the beginning. We may find that 15 seconds is a victory at first. Okay. And like you said, visualization, you're born with that capacity or not. Um, One of the reasons, yeah, I can't do guided meditations either. I was at the Ancient Ways Festival years ago where they were having us do a sort of Renaissance Italian memory palace exercise where you visualize the room and each room meant a particular thing and you were supposed to investigate that. And right after we got through the entrance, I was outside in a wheat wheat field looking at a photo carousel of my friends' faces. So... You know, just mm-hmm. forget it. Um, I can sort of make, when you tell me to visualize a beach, I get a little tiny snapshot of sand and water, and that's all. That's oh, my. All. So, um, savvy, you know, any scene, I gotta, no matter I'm how gonna say, I get a couple I'm gonna of details. I'm going to jump in again. 
Okay, yeah. I'm going to jump in again because you, you said something really important. You get a little slice of beach and water. Um, Doc Murphy said that um, born with perfect pitch, parents did not encourage. This is the oh. same thing. Visualization, perfect pitch, these are things that you have or not. I found it very strange when somebody would say to me, you know, um, yeah, we went down to the beach. I begin, I substitute generic beach then they say things like the clouds came up the whole thing is growing and developing as they talk yeah by the end yeah i'm, I'm probably asking them you know what, what beach were you at so i can get you know plug in the actual beach but if they don't the pictures are there for me i can't make them go away that's the oh. weird thing and i i can't keep hold guided. of it yeah i love guided meditation i was when I was young, I would go to anybody who would do guided meditation as long as they, they spun a good visualization. I was in yeah. heaven. It was like, but if they would say to me, clear your mind of all thought and observe your breath, it would drive me crazy. Yeah. I couldn't do it because mm-hmm. all I could yeah. do is, okay, now I have to build a three-dimensional model of my lungs, right? Which is no, not what they no, wanted no. you to do. And I'm going, okay, yeah. the three-dimensional model of my lungs. Okay, might as well put in the diaphragm, the stomach, the intestines. So then I'm just building this three-dimensional woman, and I'm not doing one-pointed meditation anymore. Mm-hmm. I couldn't mm-hmm. stop mm-hmm. Yeah. the visualization. It was That's uh-huh. just what I am. And I can't get it started. So uh, mm-hmm. savvy meditation uh, readers, uh, leaders now are ditching the word visualize and saying imagine mm-hmm. or think about. Uh I did a, a workshop which involved a lot of meditation with Kai Armand a couple years back, several mm-hmm. years back. And mm-hmm. he said, if you, he, he led us through some fairly simple visualization, visualizations, which I was actually, they were simple enough for me to do. And he said, but if you can't see it, feel it. And if you can't feel it, just know it. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty good way to get around this whole aphantasia thing. Yes, there's a name for that failure to be able to make mental pictures. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say just let go of that worry about visualization. Gratefully accept whatever degree of visual images you do get, and that's enough. Remember what Jesus mm-hmm. said about the mustard seed. That little tiny bit is enough to get the work done. Um, mm-hmm. Visualization doesn't have to be about head pictures. And when you are using visualization, what they call visualization, to pray for others, you can look at pictures. It's okay. Mm-hmm. In fact, I believe it says so in Secrets of the Crystal mm-hmm. Silence League. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can call up other senses. Uh, well, do you smell seaweed when you're thinking about that beach? Do you hear the waves? Can you feel the grittiness under your toes and the wet, you know, the wetness of the sand? Uh, do you like going to the beach? Just call that up. That the emotion, mm-hmm. you know. Um, now, when it comes to praying for others from the silence, you can speak affirmations out loud. If you can't visualize yourself in the state that you wish to be in, in affirmative prayer, you can talk about, you can say what you want mm-hmm. to be the truth. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes you will get a physical response from that. Uh, sometimes you get the holy shivers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can use a rosary of whatever kind you prefer with your own words, just one sentence, uh, 33 times or 99 or 108, however many beads you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
one thing, this will also help with distraction. A crystal ball, a plain crystal ball will catch the eye. It's shiny. Mm-hmm. And if you hold mm-hmm. it up, hold it where the light can get at it, it also glows. Something that shines and glows at the same time is pretty captivating. Um, mm-hmm. And I still, although I can't see pictures or in a crystal ball or use a crystal ball to call out visual images in my mind, I can still use them to send and receive, which is half the work of the Crystal Silence League. Mm-hmm. Um, but for reading, I prefer figured stones because I've got a collection of pictures mm-hmm. and uh, in, in each ball, and they're never the same twice. So mm-hmm. it's enough of a vocabulary, those few shapes, to mm-hmm. uh, be good for reading. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. two other obstacles to prayer I want to talk about um, are low self-esteem and low faith. And mm-hmm. the surest way to raise your self-esteem is to prove yourself to yourself, to try something and succeed. And you may want to start with something something small. If you're really, really low down, getting up and brushing your teeth may be a victory. And mm. if you can do it, claim it. Claim every victory, okay? And a lot of people, especially activists, get worried about, if we celebrate our victories, we're going to think the work is done and we're going to sit on our hands. But no, Mm -hmm. claiming your victory, that's fuel for the next one, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, If you want to read about that from an activist perspective, there's a lovely book called Hope in the Dark by Rebecca Solnit, S-O-L-N-I-T. When it first came out, she was giving away e-books for free, and I think she may still be. So look that up and see if you can get a free copy. Hmm. Um, and, it's, and name the book so, again. It's called Hope in the Dark. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay. And the author's name is S-O-L-N-I-T. Okay. Okay, got it. Um, and people say a lot of stuff about gratitude. Well, you know, be grateful for each victory and cultivate happiness at every opportunity um, I look at baby and cat videos every night mm-hmm. and, you know, and acknowledge each source of happiness that you find and, you know, pass it on. And another thing is that uh, C. Alexander said something interesting when he was talking about uh, a lack of self-respect. It's on the Crystal Silence League book, page 77. He says, cultivate wit, which is the capacity, which he doesn't de- define, but he describes as, what I would call the capacity to for lateral thinking, for novel solutions, for looking around, uh, for unexpected connections. And as an illustration of this, he says, wit never cries over spilt milk. It calls the cat. <laughs> so, um, you know, your problem may be somebody else's solution. And, you know, that will blow your, blow your mind once it occurs mm-hmm. to you. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and, and one aspect, which it, it didn't occur to me to mention until now, that having your mind blown is a good thing. So, what's the <laughs> chances to get your mind blown, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, another obstacle is going to is um, low faith. You just don't believe in yourself. You don't believe in that the world can be, that the world, the universe is conspiring to bless you as, uh, I've forgotten his name, um, 
free will astrology, the free will astrology guy. Don't know um, who you mean, I'm afraid. Robert, Robert, somebody. I can't remember. Uh, if I hmm. thought, if I have a chance later, I'll put it in the chat room. Um, but one and one problem that I had with affirmative prayer when I first started was that I felt I was lying to myself, and you know that was a sin. And um, I finally figured out that an affirmation can be a hypothesis. So. Once you've stated it, that's your hypothesis. Now you're going to run experiments and collect data. You're also recalibrating your confirmation bias. And if you have, have uh, observed yourself into a pit that's black as night, it needs recalibrating because you've gotten unbalanced. Mm-hmm. All right. And remember also that no matter who you are, unless you're literally Hitler, others believe in you. People even believe in (laughs) Donald Trump, okay? The people who believe in you can't all be wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, I I realized about 10, 15 years ago that any compliment from an honest and wise person must be accepted as fact. Hmm. So if the best people you know say nice things about you and mean them, you have to take them as true and make them part of your affirmations. You know, sometimes uh, something a dear friend to me said about 15, 20 years ago, I forget, many years ago, he said, I think you're a good influence on people. And that's part of my affirmation library. I am a Mm -hmm. good influence on people. Okay, because I have testimony. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now, uh, uh, C. Alexander uh, kind of trusts us to be more positive than some of us can be these days. One of the things he says is, with an indomitable faith, forget your weakness. Go forward joyfully with a radiant face. I think of you thus. That's on page 76 of the Crystal Silence mm-hmm. League book. Um So, you know, back in the day, it wasn't just you and your thoughts. And I don't know who else is praying for me. It was C. Alexander getting up at 6 a.m. to pray for you Mm -hmm. and to see you as everything you wanted to be. Boy, I agree on that. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm just going to put an amen on that. That book, uh-huh. um, Secrets of the Crystal Silence League, and particularly the the half of it that is derived from the little pamphlet, Personal Codes uh, and uh-huh. Lessons, that book is amazing. And, you know, you just uh-huh. look back at so many years, it's more than 100 years now, that I think uh-huh. that book came out in 1919. And um, it's really, um, uh, it, it, it's people go, what do I need a book about crystal gazing? What do I need this book for? But really, mm-hmm. what we're talking about, he is so, he was such an incredible teacher. I'm sorry, go mm-hmm. on. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I want to reiterate what Jesus said about the mustard seed. That's, you don't need faith any bigger than that to move a mountain. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, instantly, it'll be swept away. But, you know, that was Jesus. He could work miracles. And we work them more slowly, but that's all you mm-hmm. need to start. And it'll grow yeah. from experience. That's how you prove yourself to yourself. You start with the mustard seed. And when people have been down for a long time, I often tell them to go get a mustard seed necklace. 
<laughs> oh yeah, there there's the little the little glass uh, mustard seed in there. You know, mm-hmm. um, a little glass with the mustard seed inside. Kids used to wear them a lot when I was young. They, they, I guess they gave My mother had a beautiful one. Sunday school. Yeah. My yeah, mother had a beautiful those. one, and uh, uh, it was part of her, her fancy jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing that uh, uh, Alexander warns us away from on page 81, do not indulge in morose foretelling with the crystal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, life and politics will do that for you. Okay. So don't you do that yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, persistence. If you feel you don't have any faith, be persistent. And many, an effective spell, I have started with the spirit of, okay, I'm going to do the best work I can. Uh, and will it su- succeed? Yeah, right. But if I don't, don't get terrified about it. It's just as likely to work, you mm-hmm. know. Um, if you have to be skeptical, be hands off with it and be comfortable. We'll see what we shall see, and that's mm-hmm. as far as you, that's as far as you can afford to go. But you don't have to go any farther to shut out negative thoughts. And another thing yes. is, go ahead. people get into white knuckling their affirmations and their positive thinking. Because they feel they can't afford a single, even slightly negative thought. And they have to be mm-hmm. on all the time. And it's just exhausting. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it makes you a little manic before you burn out. So on page 82, Alexander says, Dynamic thought is a balanced way of thinking that does not push or force itself forward unremittingly, which is impossible anyway, but breathes in and out in a natural manner according to your needs and desires. So you can just, if you need to, you can just rest for a while, or you can just be, you know, put on your cruise control. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's okay to be, to work your hardest, to be at your most, uh, your most active in affirmations and going into the, and in mm-hmm. affirmations in particular, um, if you are, when you are either inspired or in need. Um, but, you know, go into the silence every day as a place to send and receive blessings and a place to rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is a very uh, important thing, the idea that, Having a um, successful prayer, successful meditation is like an athletic event, and you must Mm-mm. be on at all times. That is the undoing of many a young person, because to feel that yeah. you have failed at prayer or you have failed at meditation because you got up one morning and you had a migraine, um, mm-hmm. that is not... You know, it's it's difficult to put yourself up against this sort of theoretical level of, of perfection. One of the ones that used to bother me was that Emil Cui's every day, in every way, I am getting better and better. And it yeah. was not the everyday part. It was not the every way part. It was not the better and better. It was all three of them put together. Yeah. Um, well, so I tr- over the course of my... Over the course of my young life, I tried a few variations on this. Every day and every way I am trying harder and harder. Every day, most of the time, every day, most of the ways 
I'm doing as good as I can. (laughs) Every day I'm doing something. (laughs) Yeah, 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 that one's true. So be be realistic with yourself. Yes. Go ahead. I never got any farther with that particular utterance than every day in every way I'm getting better and better whether I know it or not. Oh, that's a nice one. I like that. I like yeah. That. Well, yeah. I, I, my, my favorite one was finally every day, I am doing the best that I can in every way. Mm-hmm. Every day in every way, yes. I'm doing the best that I can. Yes. No and, matter um, whether your spirit is breathing in or breathing out. Breathing in or breathing out, right? So yeah. don't be hard on yourself now. And and as we earlier on, there was something I really wanted to get uh, back to that idea, which is that. Different forms of meditation seem to go along with different people's gifts, whether those are culturally imbued, genetically endowed. Those who visualize become masters of visualization. Those who don't visualize can frustrate themselves sitting there trying to visualize. Those who can Mm -hmm. empty their their mind of thought, become masters of meditation on nothingness. And the others are going, gee, I'm still trying to write my grocery list. And they're being bad to write your grocery list. right? So different mm-hmm. forms of meditation yep. work for different inherent personality types. Be realistic mm-hmm. with yourself and, uh, and don't push yourself to something you cannot do. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Miss McKell. That was um, really interesting, and, and it's real positive. Oh, and uh, I think oh, it was thanks. Doug Murphy who said, by the way, um, she said, subliminal tapes. She just threw that out in the chat room. So, mm. Never right. tried those. Well, let's, yeah, I, I have. Um, now we're going to go to, um, oh, it was Dr. Sweets, apparently, who said subliminal tapes. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, now we're going to go to Papa Newt, and we're going to take our first client. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Brew Work Hour with your host, Catherine Ironwood, and myself, Papa Newt, being your special fill-in co-host, and this week's special guest, Miss Michael, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination, and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the forum, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know if you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, Paul Benute, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. And our first caller is calling in from area code uh, 971 in Portland. This is Honey. Honey, are you there? Hi, yes. Hi, welcome to the show. And I see... uh, that you have called the show before, and that was about 2012, and that, that situation has changed? Yes. Wonderful to hear. Now, you're calling in uh, today, but you have not had any private readings with Ms. Kat Contraman Ali or any other readers or rubricers on this particular situation. Is that right? Yes, I haven't. Thank you. And Honey writes, my partner broke up with me, and I feel both 
I, I feel both home and financially uh, financial insecurity made huge leaps to be with him, and we just rented a house together. He's unsure if he wants to stay here and work things out as roommates. I want to keep this home, but it's in a very rural location, and I don't know if I have the courage slash money to do it. What do I need to know? Turn it back to you, Ms. Kat. All right. So things um, definitely have changed. Um, now, um, I, I guess I, I want to know um, what you say. What do I need to know? So by that, what, what you really mean is you're looking for an open-ended reading. Is that correct? Yeah, I think I just want to know how I can make the best of this situation. Okay. So, um, and. Okay. See, there's more than one question here, and I want to figure out what is the pointed question. So let's start with it. He's unsure if he wants to stay here and work things out as roommates. You want to keep this home, and you just don't know if you have the courage or money to do it. By courage, do you mean having him as a roommate after having broken up? Is that part of the problem? Mostly I'm worried about my own ability to take care of this place and do it on my own if it comes to that. Uh, if he leaves. Okay, now I'm getting I'm like I said, these are the the question is sort of hidden in in a lot of multiple ideas here. All right, I think I understand now. And what sign of the zodiac are you? I'm an Aries. And what sign of the zodiac is he? And Aries. <laughs> hmm. Okay, both are Aries. All right. Um, all right, I'm going to um, use the tarot cards to see what I um, can see. It's a complicated um, situation. So in three cards, this is not, um, and I'm not trying to, to um hassle you in any way. A three card reading usually is on a yes, no, or this, you know, this is, you know, will this happen? Will this not happen? This is a very complex, um, loose ended question. So there's going to be a little bit here. Okay. In other words, we're not going to be as precise. Card number one is the five of wands. There's going to be conflict. Card number uh, uh, five of wands is a card of people hitting each other with sticks. And it specifically involves verbal conflict. You'd think, well, they're hitting, but they're not sword fighting. So um, when I look at this card, it's also a fire. It's Aries. It, it, wands are fire. And so whatever conflict brought the two of you to break up is going to continue as roommates. It's not a very hopeful card. Um, it almost says that if it's going to create a very high stress level for you to be with this person. But not only that, there are five people here. Unless you intend to live celibate the rest of your life, and the roommate was, you know, the, the, the person, the partner, who's now going to be a roommate, unless that partner um, has no partner in their life for the rest of their life, you got four people now, right? You see what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. then the the fifth wand is just some other random person. So what I'm seeing here is that this is going to turn into something that would be very difficult. If you are a partnership-minded person, 
who really sees yourself as being part of a couple and not part of a, um, you know, um, you know, not part of a open-ended collective or commune. This is not going to be a good situation for you. There's, it's going to lead to trouble, is what I'm saying. And so I would say right away, it is counterindicated to stay in a roommate situation. If the partner cannot reconcile and it can't be a happy, happy, it's time for somebody to move, either that person or you, because this will lead to conflict that will be continuing and it will be very painful to you, ultimately. The next um, card is um, a card that is kind of a better card, and it is about moving onward when you're ready. And it is, um, but it does have something about finances. It's the Ace of Pentacles. So it shows a garden with little lilies growing in it and a hedge of red roses with an arch of roses with no gate so that you can just pass right out of this garden into the wilderness. And there's a path that goes right down the middle of the garden with lilies on either side. Now, lilies can stand for children or anyone who is uh, innocent, who's celibate. It's often uh, given as a symbol of virginity in the Catholic Church. But it can also mean somebody with whom you have a non-sexual relationship. And then it's hedged about with red roses, which are sexual. And then there's a path that leads right out the gate. So when you have your money, there's a hand of above with a holding a big coin. When God gives you your money, it's time for you to walk out. You're going to find another intimate partner, and it won't be. That garden, that place where you are now, nice though it may be, rural though it may be, is not going to be productive of the kind of sexual and partnership love you would like. This is generally a very, very good card, by the way. And I interpret the cards according to what the question is. And there are people who would say, but isn't that the card where you always say, get a job, <laughs> whatever, yeah. you know, or you'll win the lottery? It is a card of money. So put some money aside. Be prepared to walk down that path. Through the Gate of Roses, there's a view of high mountains, which are new peaks to, to scale. It's a new world. Do not stay past the time that you should be there. It's not saying that this person is going to be an angry person in your life unless you stay. It says if you walk on, you'll find a much better situation. Okay? And then the third card is a card that says to me, you may want to find a new place to live. You may want to travel on. And it's a good card for... Um, having um you know having a plan i guess you could call it and the card is called the knight of cups and it's about a person who is uh, coming through a desert time uh, on a horse but the horse has not yet given up or you know nobody's dropping dead yet but it's getting a little tiresome to walk through this dry desert and the knight still holds a cup and the cup of faith the cup of the Holy Grail, the cup of trust, the cup of the heart, the cup of belief. And they come to a little creek. On the other side of the creek is a sheer rock wall cliff, and on top of the cliff are some oak trees which stand for stability and marriage. But you can't get there right away. You're going to go down that creek, and there's a whole bunch of little willows, about um, a dozen or so, 
And it says journey on. It's time to journey on. And you will not find the security that you were hoping for in this place immediately. If I were to give a time period on it, I would say there's about a dozen of these willows, 11, 12 months, and you will be able to reconvene in a different area, different way. Don't rush to leave, but um, but you will be um, you will be leaving. Okay, I'm going to turn this over to Miss Michael. Uh oh, where's Miss Michael? Uh oh, we've lost Miss Michael. I want to count to three. One, two, three. Hmm. Well, Miss Michael is not here. She's lost. Um, she's how about the this board. then, Pop? She's on the board, but she's muted. Miss Michael, you muted, struggling with phone. She says, "Well, we're going to give you one more. We'll count to ten slowly backwards, and then we'll have Papa Newt do the reading. Ten, nine, <laughs> eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two." One, Papa Newt ignition. All <laughs> Papa right. Newt lift off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. All right, I am using the Sibylla uh, Oracle cards here today to look on your situation, and um, well, let's take a look here now. Uh, with these type of cards, I, I put down three just to see what we have here. And the first card is a dark-haired woman, and she, this depicts uh, uh, struggles, challenges. Uh, it's it's uh, it would be associated with the four of spades, which is just um, I guess I'm thinking of uh, the Charles Porterfield in his book uh, Deck of Spells would say the sick bed, staying in that environment, in that home, in that space ultimately is not going to lead to any growth and it's going to be a stagnation. It is going to be ideal to move forward, um, but yet it is not something that you can um, run and do right away. Start getting yourself in prepared uh, because with uh, I put down another card on top of that, and if you just take a, a speed from this, uh, it's going to be a loss of money for you, Heim, which is the uh, five of spades next. Now, the next card I have is the renter. This is going to suggest uh, that moving forward, moving on, um, with the next card being the journey, th- it is time to cut your losses, clear your yourself, your space, clear your roads, and prepare to move into something much better. And I did put down a last card because a new and better love will come for you with the love card, uh, the the uh, six of hearts here. But you got to move forward. This this relationship has expired. Um, it's it's time to to move on, my dear. Um, yes, that's what I have here. Wow. Okay. So our two readings agree um, quite closely. And um, thank you, Papa Newt. Well, we may have gotten Miss Michael um, um, back. Are you there, Miss Michael? Yes, I Uh-oh. am. There she is. Am I here? Okay. Yeah. 
All right. Okay. All right. All right. Well, so, I hope while I hope while you were struggling with the phone, you heard some of those readings. Both yes. of us agreed that this situation would not be benefited by being roommates with the partner. They would mm-hmm. be benefited by collecting some money, journeying on, and finding a new love. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I go ahead I and give some root do- work. Yeah, when I thought I was going to do the second reading, I pulled some cards, and the last one was the magician, which mm-hmm. means magic has been done, or in this case, should be done. So I would say do mm-hmm. some root work to make your going on uh, prosperous, interesting, educational, enjoyable, and to land you in a place that is physically as nice or better than the place you have now. You love the house. Find another equally lovable house among people so what, what who will not isolate you. So your job right now, you. though, honey, is your job right yes. now is to root give work. her root okay. work, not theory. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. I love theory. But, okay, so I would say work with Bayleaf, work with King Solomon Wisdom, um, and Money House Blessing, Okay. I'm inclined to suggest a three a moving candle spell, one representing the situation you're in now, and you can dress that with all kinds of go away, leave me alone, um, or don't bother me stuff, uh, stop gossip, um, poppy seeds to lull them to sleep so they don't get in your way. Um, and one to represent you and make it splendid with Queen Elizabeth um, and uh, herbs that are good for both love and money, such as cinnamon and patchouli. I think a little dragon's blood or rose petals or both would be nice on there. And the third candle, the one that your candle would be moving toward, uh, I would say make it a blue one with a printout of the Six of Cups for a label because I call that card the Love Nest. Hmm. And it's two little children playing with jasmine flowers, which are psychic flowers, in a walled Mm -hmm. garden in their own private paradise. So you may have to build that paradise, but you you can get, you can acquire the capacity to do it. Uh, That candle I would put uh, I would also put ro- rose petals on that one because it's a love herb and a jinx breaker um, and basil. That's a good candle to put uh, money house blessing on. And um, also a pinch of sugar because hmm. you want it to be sweet. Now, you're talking about these three candles. How would you lay them out? Or would you I burn would lay them, them out in a row. I would okay, bring them all at once. And mm-hmm. the uh, uh, the first candle, the, the place you're leaving, mm-hmm. um, I might even put a little salt on that. Mm-hmm. To, because you want to you just cleanse that away from you. And you might even, if you have some red brick dust, put as soon as the candles, those two candles... That one and yours are no longer touching. Sprinkle a line of red brick dust between them so they can't come after you and you sure don't want to go back. Okay, now now here's that visualization thing. So yeah. You've got these three candles in a row and they're kind of almost, they're like touching. Are they going to go, is the center one going to stay in the same place and the other two go away? No. Or 
Are they no. all going to be moving down the table? What's going to happen? How is this going okay. to happen? What's happening is when you start, and this is a seven-day spell, I should have mentioned. Uh, when mm. you start, uh, your candle, the, the caller's candle, and the home you want to leave candle are touching on the left side. Mm-hmm. The private paradise candle is at least a foot away on the right. And over ah. seven days, your candle will be moving from from the left to the right until on the final day, the uh, the love nest candle and your candle are touching. Got it. Got it. Okay. So this is a moving candle spell, much in the style of um, uh, Henri Gamache's Master Book of Candle Burning. Mm-hmm. And where you move the you move the candle from one side to the other. That's very mm-hmm. nice. I like that a lot. Okay, yeah. we got through that one. Crazy though it was. <laughs> so uh, here comes our announcer and reader, Papa Newt, and I presume he's going to give us some um, announcement. And we're going to take our next client, who is Mela. Support for this programming is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Reworkers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandreworkers.org, and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our next client. And our next client we are taking from the queue of area code 804 in Virginia. This is Mela. Mela, are you there? Hello. Um, good, good evening. Uh, I really appreciate, appreciate y'all taking my call. <laughs> um, well, thank you for being here and entrusting us with your situation today. Um, have you gone to any other readers and rubricers on this particular situation? And, well, um, don't, the only thing I have done was uh, go to the Crystal Silence League, and, and I posted, um, I have to admit, quite a, a number of issues. Um, and um, I've been um, going to different websites trying to see if I can find something that I could use or, or, or maybe can't um, simply, you know, um, and see if we can get mm-hmm. some um, solutions for you. Um, and she writes, it seems like everywhere I move, I find myself dealing with difficult and ruthless people. This woman across the street does not like me. I never talked to, to her. She started having this younger gal doing things behind my back if, uh, if they are close enough to me. One night, she tried to sneak attack me when I was walking to my door. Is there anything I can do, uh, I can chant, or do that can drive her out of my life? I wanted to stop. All right, Mela. All right, what we're going to do now, we're going to give you two readings. And the readings are going to be about um, how, you know, what we see. And then we're going to give you the answer to that question about what you can do. But first we want to see what is the nature of the problem from our point of view as psychic readers. So um, okay. we're going to have Papa Newt is going to do your first reading, and then Michael, and then I will give you some root work advice, okay? Okay. All right. Well, let me take a look to see what we got here going on. 
Okay, well, the very first card I put down is the card of Fright um, in the Sibylla Oracle. Uh, this does show a figure of uh, a death figure. You know, it's pretty frightening. So there is there is uh, uh, there is challenges taking place. Of course, it's putting you in the state of, of fear. Um, you're trying to look for answers to get to stop. Um, let's see what we have going on here. Okay. Now, um, Mila, when uh, when you moved to, you said, oh, this, uh, pardon, is there is there a way you can check that? Okay. Oh, Mila, I'm sorry, you, I apologize. Uh, okay, okay, it's all right. It's just a lot of noise there. Um, now you said, uh, in your in your um, what you wrote to us here, you said that everywhere you have moved, that that you've been. Uh, Dealing with difficult people, and this—how how long has this been going on? Um, well, for quite a while. Um, I've been living here for about um, just about three years, and um, when I'm when I was living at the last place, I was dealing with difficult people there, and and every time, um, you know, they were living over me and my sons, and every time, you know, somebody move out, uh, people like them would move back in, and then also another place before that, and another place before that. And, um, you know, I don't do anything to start any fights with anybody or anything. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm finding myself in these ridiculous situations. Okay. All right. Because um, I, I do have another card here that is um, is is showing uh, a card of weakness. Um, with the combination of fright and weakness, I, this is leading to me, because these are both spade cards, and this is starting to lead to me that there is um, – more there this would suggest to me that there may be a mess on you um um some clearing up because if you're getting this influence um everywhere you've gone and now you're at this place or having um uh this continue this influence taking place it it would be a suggestion and we'll see what uh miss michael gets and what miss cat suggests that some cleansing uh, to to uh, uh help get this taken care of and some work to also um give you some protection as well because uh, I do see some treachery around the corner that's still taking place. Okay. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so we're going to turn this over now to Michael to read? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. All right. So the card I get is the Eight of Cups, and this is somebody who is walking past a treasure trove. He has gone exploring, and the treasure trove is half hidden, okay? So help is within reach. You just haven't seen it yet. Don't blame yourself, okay, because that's never going to help you. Uh, but look around a little, a little more carefully. The next card is the Page of Swords. Uh, most readers will tell you, based on the deck that Miss Cat and Papa Newt are using, that it's Mr. Indecisive. My deck's a little different because instead of looking over his shoulder while he's charging ahead, he is looking straight ahead. Uh, mm-hmm. Makes me think of Daniel Boone. Be sure you're right, then go ahead. Um, and that's what you must do. You must gain courage and confidence. The next uh, card is the King of Pentacles. And he's a good advisor who knows how to calculate risks. So you need allies who are courageous and strong, whether human or in the spirit. Um, so you said you wanted something to chant. You might call on uh, 
strong men, you know, relatives of yours who were very strong, who have passed. Uh, you can call on Jesus. You can call on saints like um, Martin Caballero, who was a knight, and he also shared with mm-hmm. the poor. The last card, though, is the Two of Cups. So you've got some drama. You've got a struggle ahead of you. But the Two of Cups is friendship. So you will find yourself surrounded not by enemies and jealous people, but by friends. Mm-hmm. So good okay. ending for you. So in the end, you can you can overcome this, and you'll have a good outcome, mm-hmm. King of Cups. Okay. All right. Now what I'm going to do, having taken these cards into consideration, and I read these decks and I know these cards, um, I'm going to say that a few words um, struck me here. One is... Um, your weakness, and I'm not blaming you for your weakness, your weakness is causing you to be a target. The other one is Mm -hmm. that you need um, something to be protective. So I'm going to um, talk about protection on several levels. Now, I don't Mm -hmm. know, you've never called this a show before, so I'm going to give you a series of ideas, starting with some of the very simplest ideas and then building up very quickly to a little bit more complex. You asked, is there anything you can chant? Well, I don't Mm -hmm. chant much, but I do pray. And one of the Mm -hmm. things that uh, Miss Michael said was that um, you should call upon male spirits, and I would say ancestors or anyone um, who was a... Um, a soldier and Uh so um, the king of pentacles which she mentioned has a um, a coin uh, symbol and that can stand for a talisman okay Uh so um, when I think of someone who's an ancestor who is a soldier who there are talismans related to I think of King David in the Psalms and I also think of King Solomon Um, Mm -hmm. I also think that probably in your life, personally, there may have been someone who has passed in your life, but you may not even know their name, who was brave, who was courageous. Maybe they weren't a soldier. Maybe they were a fireman. Maybe they um, were a boxer. Somebody, a male spirit, you should call upon. And if you don't have such a one, I would just call upon in the Psalms, Psalms number 91, which is... um, a, a warrior psalm of protection. So get out your Bible. I'm not going to read it all to you now, but write this down, Psalms number 91 from the Bible. Now, many of us use this psalm. Write it out on a piece of paper and put that paper in your shoe. And what you're going to do is, um, if you can, lift the insole of your shoe. Well, then you can put it in there and, uh, you know, uh, be Uh, walking on it. Um, It's a good one to use that way. Uh, Some people will write it out twice and put one in each shoe. If another way to work with it, which is just as effective, people have different ways of doing it, write out Psalm 91 on a piece of paper and shove it up into the toes of your shoe so it's just like blocking up where your toe doesn't touch in the point of your shoe, however you want to. Now, I would also... And again, I'm not trying to make you buy anything or do anything that's not very simple, but you can get some of this powder. Different people manufacture it. We make it at our own shop. It's called Fear Not to Walk Over Evil. And this is done when people have sprinkled out things for you to walk on, when they attack you from behind, 
Fear not to walk over evil. You can dust that in your shoe, dust your feet with it. It's just a powder like a Dr. Scholl's foot powder. Another one that we use is called Jinx Killer. Now, Jinx Killer, it will kill anything that was laid out where you might walk. You can get the incense and you don't burn it. You can just sprinkle it out in the dust and in the ground. Um, and you, some people will sweep it off on the sidewalk. Jinx Killer. Um, there, Some people will bathe with Jinx Killer bath crystals if you believe you've been touched or if you've been put on it. It's been put on you. If you ha- have problems with courage, I'd like you to think about um, using a product like Crucible of Courage or lighting a candle for courage. It doesn't have to be a big candle, just a little tea light. And you just, before you go out the house, um, even a birthday candle will do it. You're just going to put that light out and you're going to say, Lord, give me the courage. And you're going to say Psalms 23. And Psalms 23 you know, is the Lord is my shepherd. You're going to be guarded and watched as you go around. Light that candle. Let it burn when you go out the house. Then you can pinch it out if it's a big candle or if it's a little one. You just let that little candle, like a birthday candle, burn while you are getting dressed. And when you're done dressing, it'll probably be out by then. Those little ones will burn, oh, you know, uh, uh, just 20 minutes at the most. So you want to have that little um, candle. Some people will use a tea light. It doesn't really matter. Um, some of the herbs that we use for courage and for strength and power, life everlasting is a good one. It's just a little a daisy-like flower. You can buy it dried at any herb shop. Another one is called yarrow, Y-A-R-R-O. It looks like uh, like the word arrow, yarrow. And that is used for courage. You can also um, put in uh, with that some Althea, which is used for good spirits to walk with you and guard you. Althea means the healer. And um, you could also put in a little bit of angelica root chopped up or the angelica root powder. You can add those to any kind of um, wine, brandy, or alcohol. You're not going to be guzzling it down by the cupful now. You're just going to take a little bit of those into some alcoholic spirits, and you're going to just Drink a teaspoon of it every morning as medicine. Life everlasting, yarrow, Althea. You could put a little Queen Elizabeth because you're a woman. And um, you could put in uh, maybe a little tiny bit of devil shoestring as well. And just drink it. Some people will put that in whiskey, and that's their tonic. And that tonic is to strengthen your courage, to make you be uh, not a target anymore. You could also add bay leaf to it. That's another one. Bay leaf is to make you a little bit invisible to their targeting you. You do have enemies. This is definitely known here. You want it to stop, but you're going to have to stop it in two ways. One is to become a bit invisible, and one is to become a bit strong. Another herb you could add, I'm just making up this thing as I go along. There's a lot of these herbs that will work for you. Slippery elements to stop gossip. Stop them talking um, uh, about you. So those kinds of things, um, and you can order those herbs, make your own little uh, preparation of the herbs. You can boil those herbs. None of the ones I mentioned are toxic. You can boil them up and drink them as a tea, but it's much more common to just put them and pack them into some alcohol and then let them sit, strain out the alcohol, and then it's good to go drink one teaspoonful to 
to strengthen your courage, your protection, your invisibility from the inside out. This is called root work because we use actual herbs and root. All right. Now, does anybody else in the, you know, who's here have anything to add to this? Yeah, I have an idea. Um, I would add, uh, I would use those same herbs and, and make baths and then use some mm-hmm. of the bath water in your mop bucket and in your hair mm-hmm. products and on your toothbrush, not your toothbrush, your hairbrush mm-hmm. or whatever you use to style your hair in the morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's a good way well, to go oh, with it. Also, your Those herbs. Softener. I'm sorry, go ahead. Your fabric softener, too. Oh yeah, okay. you one. She's right. One of the things you can do with those herbs is you make a tea with them, and or as many you don't have to get them all, as many of them as you get, and you can um, be um, take that tea and put it into your laundry water. You know. Okay. Um, uh, now these are old-fashioned ways of working, um, mm-hmm. and um, and for me. I, when I look at these things, I think part of the problem is these people. Now, I've given you a bunch of defensive and protective ideas. I also mentioned King David in Psalms 91. You might want to have a, a talisman. And one of the, you know, there are these talismans with the seals of Solomon on them. I'm sure you've seen them. You can buy them online. They'll, have, they'll say for safety, for protection, so forth. And those are very good. You want to anoint them, and you can anoint them with um, something like um, fiery wall of protection. If you feel that people are, because you mentioned this is mostly when you go out your house. Is that? Am I correct in right. understanding it that? Yeah. So you don't need necessarily. They're not coming in your house. It's it's in the street that this is happening. You can right. um, you can um, wear such a talisman. One of the other kinds of talismans that comes out of a slightly different tradition is any piece of jewelry made with black tourmaline. And um, so um, black tourmaline is a rock. It's found all around the world. I believe some of the very best is the African black tourmaline, but it doesn't matter. You can get any black tourmaline will work. And black tourmaline is a very unusual rock or crystal in that it returns evil back. And you'll see many people wearing a necklace. It's a kind of a, the crystal is not crystal shaped. It's like a whole bunch of needles that have been put, kind of glued together, but they're black stone, little thin like needles. And people will use this tourmaline just as, and they'll put a, they'll hang it, you know, with a hanger and then it'll go on a necklace. Silver usually goes with silver. Silver is good for repelling evil. So black tourmaline jewelry Amazing stuff. It will turn back evil. Many, many people um, wear it. And I've seen photos, you know, people call me up and say, could you do a reading on this person? I go, oh, my gosh, look, they're wearing a black tourmaline necklace. And they know what it's for. The um, the other kinds of protection that you can put on you or around you is something as simple as a mirror, a pocket mirror. And um, if you um, feel like there's enemies behind you, just, you know, stop. Take out your pocket mirror like you're checking your makeup and just flash it around and say, let it all go back to where, send it back, and it will bounce off and go back. You can also wear evil eye 
beads. Have you ever, you know the kind of beads I'm talking about? Evil eye beads. Um, yeah, they're beads that oh, look like a little blue eye. They're, you can buy them. Just, just go online and type in evil eye beads, evil eye bracelet, evil eye ring. You'll find all kinds. They're very old. These go back to ancient Egypt. Um, they've been all uh-huh. over the Mediterranean. Uh, they have them in Greece. They have them in Turkey. They have them everywhere. They're little little beads that are made to look like an eye. You just need a bracelet made out of them. So many people wear them. When you feel uh, the evil eye is if people are looking at you and sending evil through their eye, rather than speaking ill, if they look at you mm-hmm. with jealousy or putting anything on you, you wear this bracelet or a ring, and you literally can just mm-hmm. hold it up and just sort of flash it or shake it. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's one of those uh, chain bracelets. Shake it. That will all go back. Mm-hmm. And um, these have been used by people for thousands of years. Miss um, mm-hmm. Michael mentions um, the silver earrings dressed with protection oil. Go ahead and speak, Miss uh, Michael, and tell her some more ideas. Yeah, uh, I had two more ideas. They, there's a little charm they call the Hansa hand or hand of Miriam or hand of Fatima. That's another evil eye charm because it's a little mm-hmm. hand with uh, an eye in the palm. And it's a blue eye, and it looks just like those evil eye beads. That's an old charm from the Mediterranean area. Um, another uh, charm that I like to recommend, and it's invisible because you just make it out of, out of a pair of ordinary silver earrings, and you dress them with protection oil, and you uh, pray over them from your heart. And if people are giving you the stink eye, you just, you know, toss your head a little bit, and that silver will reflect it right back at them. Mm, mm-hmm. And you can you can dress those um, those silver earrings with any kind of um, combination. Like you might take a crucible of courage so that you have your pride and strength and courage, and then you might take something like reversing, or you could take a cast yes. off evil. Whatever it is, they they all smell different. And you can blend two of these together, one for you and one to, for them, fear not to work over evil, any one of those, and dress those earrings before you put them on, silver earrings. And like she said, then hold your head high and shake your head just a little bit, and it'll just send that out. It's a very, very good mm-hmm. way. Um, uh, Papa Newt is um, is posting here. Go ahead and say it, Papa Newt. Uh, uh, when it comes to uh, seals, especially like the seals of Solomon, one of my go-tos is the sixth seal of Mars, which is to um, send back an enemy's weapon or the weapon turns on them. And Psalms 3515 is associated with it, uh, which goes, their sword shall enter into their own heart and their bows shall be broken. Um, this I anointed with a protection, uh, either on a paper uh, a seal or an actual metal uh, necklace, and use that as protection. Wow. All right. Well, we've given you a lot of different pieces of advice. Play the show over again. Listen again. There's notes in the chat log, and the chat log will be posted at the Lucky Mojo Forum. I know you're new to us, so um, the forum is at forum.luckymojo.com. And by later tonight, that this whole chat log with all of this stuff written in it will be there. Okay. Let's go on to our uh, network schedule announcement.
The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 4 to 5, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our freestyle segment with Miss Michael of hoodoofoundry.com in Willits, California. Take it away, Miss Michael. Okay. Um,. So tonight's spell is the Crystal Colors Affirmations. Now, uh, if you get involved with the Crystal Silence League, you will learn that uh, you don't only have to work with a transparent, clear crystal ball, but you can get crystal balls in transparent crystal balls in every color of the rainbow and use them just the same way you would candle colors. Um, if you don't feel like spending that much money right now, you can get... Uh, little squares of cloth or paper in the rainbow colors and use them with a clear crystal ball. And I do at least part of the spell every day. And you start with the clear crystal alone. And when you're praying in the crystal silence way with the crystal, uh, you accept blessings coming from other crystal silence prayers who uh, are east of you who have already greeted the sunrise. You're accepting their blessings, passing them on to the sunset for people who have not yet greeted the sun. Okay? So I start with the plain, clear one. And, and I say, I accept the blessing of psychic perception from the sunrise. And I just list all the things that makes me think of, all the ways that psychic perception might manifest in my life. I know spirits surround me. I know their errands, their purpose, and messages. I can pick and choose among them for allies. I accept these blessings for myself and pass them on to the sunset. Now you can hold the crystal ball over your colored crystal ball or your, your colored paper or cloth or colored water or colored children's toy if it's the right color and say, I accept the blessing of whatever is right for that color, and then say your affirmations. I take these blessings for myself and pass them on to the east. And I'm going to do three colors as examples for you. Say I have a pink bunny rabbit or crystal ball or whatever, and I hold the clear one over it, and I say something like, I accept the blessing of love from the sunrise. The people I love are glad to see me coming. I enrich their lives as they enrich mine. I bring happiness as well as receive happiness. I accept these blessings for myself and pass them on to the sunset. For yellow, I would say, I accept the blessing of wisdom from the sunrise. Everything I learn connects to everything else I know so that I am never at a loss. Everything I learn serves my soul and works for my highest good. I accept this blessing for myself and pass it on to the sunset. For green, I might say, I accept the blessing of abundance from the sunrise. I have more than I need, pressed down and shaken together and still overflowing. It makes me generous and generosity adds to my happiness. I accept this blessing for myself and I pass it on to the east. Uh, 
Now, I usually work the with just one color to the right, to the west, to the sunset. I, now, I usually, most days, days of the week, I work with just the color appropriate to the day, like uh, pink or red on Friday. And on Sundays, I do them all, all seven colors. Wow. That's amazing. It's fun. It's fun. Bob, I've got a question for you, honey, because I'm, I'm looking mm-hmm. at beautiful. I presume, let's say on Saturday you're going to work with black. Would that be yes. for Saturn? Yes, I, I have done that. And so would well, that be, nothing. I accept, <laughs> go ahead. How do you accept, accept the blessing of? I accept the blessing of relief. From trouble and sorrow okay. from the East. And you can, you know, just improvise your affirmations about what's disappearing from your life. Mm-hmm. Or from the life of the world. Because sometimes I, instead of on Saturdays, and on Tuesdays, especially on Tuesdays, I have a big old red crystal ball on my justice altar. Because uh, I think it was C. Alexander, but I, I know somebody that I respect recommended Red for for passion and for angry work, more than mm-hmm. for love. Uh, so I I go to my justice altar on Tuesdays, and I mm-hmm. pray some some uh, imprecatory prayers. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, uh, justice is a blessing. I accept that from the east and pass it on to the west. Mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. on Saturdays with the black crystal, I accept the blessing of uh, relief from misery. And the banishment mm-hmm. of trouble and pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like to I end like with C. Alexander's phrase: "Nothing ex- escapes its sable imprisonment." <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Nothing escapes its sable imprisonment. Yep, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a good one. You know this um, this idea of using colored glasses of water uh, and just yeah. one clear crystal is. Um, Something that anyone can do because you only need one crystal ball, and um, yeah. the the glasses of water you can actually just put a little bit of regular old water soluble food coloring in a glass, right? And just mm-hmm. do That's that right. when you're done. Just pour that colored water out, pour it out toward nature, and pour it toward the west, right? Or even yes. pulling it toward the west. Your crystal yes. can be as small as a marble. Um, it can be um, a two-inch palm ball is a very common size to use. A three-inch hand ball depends on how strong your wrist is. When they get larger than that, you would probably use it as a lap ball, or you would um, put it on a table and have it in front of you. And this type of work um, was never envisioned to be something like in the movies where you have a, you know, 24-inch blown glass globe that they're trying to convince you is actually a crystal ball that has a light bulb underneath it. No, no, no. These are real crystal balls. They can be quartz. They can be glass. Um, In some of the work um, that um, Claude Alexander Conlon recommended, he recommended a 2-inch ball. He also recommended something very interesting, too, which was to hold that ball in your hand and hold it up um, and practice maintaining the strength of your arm with that ball and then bring it toward you and and work with it. Um, Wow. 
I, uh, I really love that uh, meditation and the uh, affirmations that went with it. You're a very interesting thinker, Michael. Very interesting well, thinker. Well, thank you. It's a great start um, to the day. I hope you all will try it. Yeah, try it in the morning when you get up. Just try doing those affirmations with a colored glass or a colored crystal ball, clear crystal ball with some color. All right, well, we're going to turn this over to Papa Newt, and he's going to give us our uh, closing announcements, and then we're all going to come back and say goodbye. Thank you, Ms. Cat, and thank you, Ms. Michael of HoodooFoundry.com and Willis, California, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Rubrikers will be John St. Germain of JohnStGermain.com and LuxoLLC, bringing us the topic on container spells. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Review Rubric Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Ms. Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. And I'm your announcer, Papa News, joining you from PapaNews.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Review Rubric Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And the shows are available in archive via LuckyMojo.com slash RadioShow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug, Blan- uh, Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you. And um, remember, uh, we are offering new special retail discounts at the Lucky Mojo Shop. You can get eight books on rootwork methods for $8 each instead of $9. You can get seven books on rootwork conditions for $8 each instead of $9 each. Um, These new specials are available at our uh, luckymojo.com slash publishing dot html they will be propagated all throughout our universe soon you can also find them at the Lucky Mojo forum in the books department brand new and we will be adding a divination retail discount package probably in a week or two and after that we're going to have the library of occult classics retail discount package because we know you all like to save some money so instead of paying $9 each for your books, you're going to pay $8 when you buy one of these package sets. All right. Good night, all. Good night. Good night. Good night.